listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. When I get signed, homie, I'ma act a fool. Hit the dance floor, strobe lights in the room. Snatch a little secretary bitch for the homies. Blue-eyed devil with a fat-ass monkey. I'ma buy a brand new caddy on fours. Truck the hood up two times, deuce four. Platinum on everything, platinum on wedding ring. Married to the game and a bad bitch chose. When I get signed, homie, I'ma buy a strap. Straight for the CIA, set on my lap. Take a few M16s to the hood. Pass them all out on the block. What's good? I'ma put the counter swap meet by the White House. Republican run up and get socked out. Hit the press with a Cuban link on my neck. Uneducated, but I got a million dollar check like that. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Sunday. And I'm just gonna let you guys know ahead of time. Um, my car, uh, I had to put it in uh to get get the brakes looked at mm-hmm. so there's a chance during this episode that i will get a call about my car because mm-hmm. them brakes was grinding <laughs> <laughs> they was grinding i was like what is that grinding noise? grinding um shout out to having enough money to go get your brakes looked at when they start grinding okay shout out to that i don't take because we ain't for, always been in that position we used to be like mm, we might have to wait till you slide my nigga yeah <laughs> I, I i'm like the light ain't on you know right come on and even if the light is on you were like can you please wait two more paychecks like i'm not we not rich or nothing but Mm-mm. we all take your brakes to get looked at like we got enough <laughs> we, for that we put like this we got take a look at them level you know yeah. if we might have to save up to get them fixed but we like hey can you at least look up can i'll pay the little fee for you to take a look at them because mm-hmm. like, before it's like nah i i but then you be like i ain't even got the 50 oh, for you to look at them oh, the ghetto the ghetto the ghetto yeah and we have we have been there you know that's that's one thing i i do like about you know getting older your disposable income a lot of times increases so well we didn't have kids that's true too so that helps you know but anyway my point being uh i might get a call during the show and if so i may have to pause the show and answer this phone call i will try to play out some music or something we'll we'll, we'll we'll keep the people listening live entertained yeah, live people will see but everybody yeah, else you 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 know you i get a making, skipping time yeah you get you get a little time traveler this week <laughs> um speaking of which this show is sponsored you can find i mean well you can find us on itunes stitcher podomag leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we appreciate those we only got two last week i would like to get that number up okay somebody somebody gave us a five star review that's only been listening for two weeks okay putting the rest of y'all to shame to shame if you've been listening more than two weeks and haven't left us a five-star review what is wrong with you i know y'all done been here y'all done bit the Martin luther king fans y'all done bit the obama fans i mean come on dog so please leave us a five-star review on itunes and stitcher uh you can also leave feedback for us throughout the week the black guy who tips.com you can uh vote in polls at our website you can become a premium member the black slash premium you can email us the black guy who tips at gmail.com mm-hmm. follow us on all our social medias the black guy who tips it's very simple we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that because that's what keeps us afloat the uh i say official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme today's podcast brought to you by tweaked audio tweaked i know i have a weird accent t-w-e-a-k-e-d tweaked audio uh they have all kinds of headphones okay we just bought some 
the other day mm-hmm. care needed some headphones specifically for something at work and i said you know who got some great headphones that fit your ear ergonomically and everything got a noise reducing design they sound great for music and talk yes they got mic to non-mic versions mm-hmm. they got the the bluetooth wireless joints too yes they real nice it's tweaked audio guys tweakedaudio.com and in addition to all that the other reason we went is because they have a third off for all our listeners if they use code tbgwt mm-hmm. some of y'all listening right now we're, we're going from the left ear to the right ear to the left ear to the right ear y'all know y'all having to 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 twist it to twist your little thing to kind of get it coming through because sometimes we go out in both of your ears yeah you got to turn your head a certain way can't move mm-hmm. at your desk just get you some new headphones come on use discount code tbgwt at tweakedaudio.com they also give you free shipping and it comes with a limited warranty so you get warrant warranty so you get third off free shipping and lifetime warranty warranty oh why am i trying to say warranty uh lifetime warranty which um is dope because you know if you like if your headphones break or short or something boom you hit them up i think the only thing is like if you like do something like throw them in the pool you know they get wet uh they they will not give you uh just a replacement for free but in many cases they'll give you a discount on your next set headphones also they get to you within a few days oh yeah so i mean go ahead and do this now and then like i said whenever you have a problem with them email them get you some new headphones you know so mm-hmm. yeah instead of having to you know break some headphones buy some more break some headphones buy some more right. that cycle just sucks and we all know it we all do this thing you you go cheap on headphones they break you go expensive on headphones they, they break. break either way it kind of sucks so tweakedaudio.com code tbgwt all right let's see there's all kinds of news to talk about i don't even know where to start um i guess i'll start with what was hot on twitter dr dre mm-hmm. who is not a real phd no i don't know if you guys heard at least i don't think he is no okay. dr dre not the one to hang out with ed lover no but the rapper slash actor slash mogul he probably he, he brags about his daughter getting into usc on her own all on her own on my own i think he was trying to take a shot at um his fellow hollywood white people that got in trouble for getting their kids into these exclusive schools by rigging the system and uh you know bribing people and getting caught in a federal rico charge mm-hmm. okay and you know what he did he made him he he posted that and sipped some tea mm-hmm. now that being said and uh for full disclosure dr dre you know after he said this he took a picture with his daughter and said my daughter got accepted in the usc all on her own no jail time um <clears throat> which is funny knowing that he's from nwa and all the stuff that you know they've gone through um it's kind of interesting thinking about that but also in 2013 he made a 70 million dollar donation to the school for the creation of the jimmy alvin and andre young academy uh for arts technology and business of innovation Mm -hmm. so he donated the old school way right the the way that you don't go to jail for you know yeah that's the whole point he said he never donated or nothing like that he was just saying ain't no jail time what i did Mm -hmm. um so 
he you know i saw people on you know twitter that were really you know going in on it which is kind of <clears throat> it's kind of uh i see it both ways on this joint because on the one hand yeah he gave money and my like the point is he ain't going to jail for it so mm-hmm. even if you felt like this you know whatever the second thing is i don't find that there's any reason to necessarily disbelieve that his daughter is a good student correct um unless people have proof of that i don't know why people would be like well this is only because of this money situation you know i feel like you know now maybe people do have some proof of that she's not a good student or something like that but i don't know i don't see any reason to be like she wouldn't have got in you know on her own merit right that being said i saw people bringing up like you know he should have got jail time for what he did to d barnes and stuff like that you know which i mean valid what am i gonna say he shouldn't have like right i also think that was a travesty of justice and fucked up and it's been weird to watch how he's been able to flourish and you know d barnes is like can like struggling Correct. in life now you know and this dude's like a you know billionaire and shit but mm-hmm. it's, it's not like somebody on twitter can do anything about it or Mm-mm. whatever but that's the justice <clears throat> you know people so people still had like comments and stuff about not liking him but to me i'm like but what that had to do with his daughter though correct you know so you know and then the last point i'll make is this is also like for some of those black hollywood celebrity types they probably feel a bit vindicated mm-hmm. because the only people that got caught up in that shit was white people because white people still racist they that they was like we're cheating the system and we're not telling any of our black like <laughs> you know co-workers quote-unquote mm-hmm. like none of them are gonna get the uh <laughs> gonna get the memo that we out here cheating to get our kids in school like it's a reason that none of the black people got caught up in that shit um so you know it was like a little bit of bragging but it turned into like you know think peace central and all that shit and i was like yeah all right that's normally what it turns into yeah i tapped out it you know at the fun yeah that's that, that's my thing I, i'm I'm here for the fun right so um it was all over the place and i'm like so now we gotta discredit this lo- this black girl because it was never about her it like like for a lot of people um barbara streisand the <clears throat> singer the singer uh she did a very um controversial interview and uh it was kind of it was a lot um she was talking about michael jackson okay um of course uh i think her and michael were friends when he was alive Mm -hmm. like in 1986 and shit uh well she says um the legendary singer actress said that wade robson and james safechuck whose allegations against the late king of pop resurfaced in the recent documentary leaving neverland were thrilled to be there and that what allegedly happened to them didn't kill them she's 76 she made the strange comments to a british newspaper the times in a piece out friday in which she said that jackson's sexual needs were his sexual needs oh no she says she absolutely believes the allegations of abuse by robson and safe check but safe chuck but puts more blame on the parents than uh michael jackson no no his sexual needs were his sexual needs coming from whatever childhood he has or whatever dna he has uh you can say molested but those kids as you heard say grown up robson and safe chuck they were thrilled to be there they both married they're both married and they both have children so it didn't kill them i feel mm-hmm. bad for the children i feel bad for him 
i blame i guess the parents who uh, allow their children to sleep with him why would michael need those little children dressed like him and in the shoes and dancing in the hats oh no she just keeps going as a lifelong fan uh this is what the director of the, uh, the dan reed the director leaving neverland said to her on twitter um it didn't kill them at robert sarsan did you really say that right others were equally outraged uh as a lifelong fan i'm deeply disappointed in your remarks regarding michael jackson um you know so that was some twitter stuff um yeah it was a very uh callous interview i would say um very cold blooded i think also as someone who's watched most of the documentary i'm almost done now um like and i do feel like the documentary is probably too long like they probably could have cut stuff out and i'm not talking about because it's so graphic it's just long it's but the reason it's long is because people haven't believed these guys for so long Mm -hmm. that they had to go into painstaking detail to show people like these things aren't made up happened this is not made up here's proof of this here's proof of that i was here i was there you know um and for the different excuses people have um which have always rang hollow to me you know like i always felt like he's a kid he uh he never had a childhood and all this shit like nah that's that's not just a 30 something year old man is not sleeping with little boys i did you know it was not a coincidence to me that after he went on trial suddenly he started being famously attached to women you know lisa marie presley uh mm-hmm. the australian woman who had his kid quote he, unquote. Went, he quote unquote went black again like, right right his roots. nation of islam fruit of fruit of islam shit uh you know they don't really care about us right right i thought i always thought that shit was like really see-through and kind of pathetic i thought when he um i mean look the dude had two white kids and was like these my children like it's like it was just like there was a lot of shit about him now i was just like yeah this shit seems fucked up you know um at any rate um barbara streisand says this shit and it just comes off cold in i guess ultimately she says she does believe him but what came from me for the documentary is that you can see the grooming and how it fucks you up for life right and they were fucking children you're skipping over the fact that yes they were assigned to be there they were fucking children yeah they were kids but you can see like a charismatic very rich man took an interest in them and their careers their um Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what confuses a lot of people that just want to like michael jackson is they're like i wanted michael jackson's attention you're just so lucky to have his attention whether how whether that became sexual whether it was abusive or not you should you were just fortunate to get him to because he was such an idol and people worshiped him Mm -hmm. and so there's this disconnect where it's like even they now as grown-ass men have like a bit of that they're still a bit enamored with those memories because they were such good memories as a child except for the sex shit you know what i mean so it's like this dude flew i i liked dancing like this guy this guy took an interest in me flew me from australia bought bought my parents a house after the first trial uh bought my parents a house and we you know um put me in tv commercials music videos supported my film career supported my dance career Mm -hmm. uh to the point where even when he was doing these things to me i actually testified on his behalf as a kid 
and i find it very ironic that people want to use that testimony against these grown men now because these are the same people that think um the r kelly got these women in a cult and they're brainwashed hey y'all don't think those women are telling the truth when gail interviewed those women did any of y'all say well that's the truth so i guess nothing else to see here or did you say those women are not telling the truth because they got them brainwashed well that would be even easier to do to a fucking child you know what i mean so it was just kind of like you know it's, it's very hard to watch it because it makes you so well for me it makes you so upset that people are so unwilling to to let go that this dude did it just because they like his music you know i like a lot of people's music that are fucked up same i like i don't like i get that twitter is canceling people and i I can't listen to this and with i i get that that's their thing but i think most people in real life are not that way they talk a good game but in real life most people like stuff regardless of who made it if it's quality stuff i just wish it didn't extend to because i like this now i have to defend this person no i like this song it has nothing to fucking do with this guy's personal life and all this shit and i would and i still can think he's a piece of shit for doing these things um but yeah barbara streisand said that shit basically on some well he didn't kill him but you ain't talking about the other shit that goes along with them quote unquote not dying like these they had families come on so i guess everything was okay emotionally fucked them up spiritually fucked them up mentally fucked this fucked them up all the way around right like it's just that's just such a ridiculous thing for her to right. say you ain't die oh, okay but it don't mean it's not gonna leave scars what are you talking about right and she did end up apologizing i thought i had the article for it maybe i didn't save it um let me pull it back up uh because i know she apologized um and i think we should look at that because i don't think you just skip over that shit um give me a second to look it up though or for google to do its thing uh yeah so she said she was profoundly sorry for controversial remarks on michael jackson um yeah i saw she had tweeted out a screenshot it wasn't notes app though because barbara's classy okay she would never do notes app uh i'm profoundly sorry for any pain or misunderstanding i caused by not choosing my words more carefully about michael jackson and his victims i didn't mean to dismiss the trauma these boys experienced in any way like all survivors of sexual assault they will carry this for the rest of their lives i feel deep remorse and i hope that james and wade know that i truly respect and admire them for speaking their truth which is what you could have said the first time yeah it's kind of a just hilarious apology because like mm-hmm. you clearly were not respecting their pain and all that shit when you said that shit like Mm-mm. there's really not two ways to like there's no there was no accident in the they'll be they like walk it off nature of it and also just to there's this other part of this too that is it's because they're men like correct we wonder correct. why like we wonder why men don't come forward this kind of shit this is why a lot of people create an environment where it's like well you're less of a man for this or you you'll be all right you know whereas if this was uh victims of r kelly if this was victims of harvey weinstein if this was victims of D- dr click possible yeah you know i wonder what what did she have to say about uh weinstein and, and hustable yeah because nothing to, okay, okay. right to many people i'm not saying she said nothing she might have said something but that would actually make it probably worse 
because she didn't say those women will be all right no i guarantee and, and, she didn't say that i'm sorry and that's my statement you didn't mm. say this right you know you'd have been like i believe them victims kind of the end of it you wouldn't have said they'll survive that's right. very callous and like with the me too movement i think for a lot of people it's been seen as a men versus women type of thing and a lot of people in in practice have turned it into that like in all fairness i'm not saying they're delusional or anything but it's supposed to be survivors being able to speak it's supposed to be about people that have traditionally been shut down and silenced having a voice not just men versus women not just you know to in all fairness not even just uh how much money i make like you know it's turned into wage gap stuff not not saying those are bad things right but that was not what Toronto burke's me too was that was not really what the me too uh stuff that Alyssa milano tweeted about when they first started it was about sexual assault and sexual harassment and manipulation from powerful people in the industry that were abusing uh people and that's not just a woman thing that's not just a man thing mm-hmm that 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 doesn't mean all victims are women or all victims are men or anything it just means people use this stuff there's same sexual same sex type of uh assaults and manipulations that have come up in the wake of me too um and so it's just kind of interesting to see in this how quickly people are so dismissive and and part of it is their love for michael jackson but part of it is literally just the fact that he did it to boys Mm-hmm. you know and for black people he did it to white boys and we go all the way back to the jackson five with michael jackson so it's like we are so committed to like glossing over this i saw people that were mad at barbara streisand that haven't been mad about any of the shit from the documentary with michael jackson i'm like how you skip over being mad at him even she skips over it to the parents i know people that are mad at the parents but not mad at michael jackson how does that make sense right you know and i think uh i was listening to a podcast called uh I think shrink tank and it's and they had uh, two episodes on the psychology of uh leaving neverland it's a very good podcast i really like it and um they talked about you know one of the guys was like i'm mad at the mom i'm mad at the family and you know and they're all psychologists and stuff but but they were like also somebody said i think he picked families he groomed the whole family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he didn't groom the kid like this wasn't like r kelly absconding with someone's kid and grooming the kid until a point where they would basically brainwash and they're a little too old for the parents to control and but are obviously still too young to be an adult and that's that like money spot for 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 robert kelly right um but for michael jackson he he didn't do this to every kid not to every family he picked and chose the families he could get away with this shit with mm-hmm. you know if you had a rich powerful family if you had a family with the, like a uh like macaulay culkin they're not he's not gonna do that to like them. means right yeah um cory feldman he's not gonna do that to him you know but this kid from australia none of us fucking know they don't have the money and the power the means or the fame to to do anything like or to fight back actually. right to really do anything you know that no one would want to believe you know macaulay culkin said that shit we want to believe macaulay culkin is not lying we don't care about these guys like that and so yeah it's just funny to see the 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 complete difference when it comes to male victims i think that's a huge part of it agreed um so um 
so that you know and i think and it's not just her there's a lot of people that have defended him tacitly or whatever and not cared uh i guess dinah ross says something um she oh yeah she tweeted over the weekend this is what's on my heart this morning i believe and trust that michael jackson was and is a magnificent incredible force to me and many others stop in the name of love that seemed like a don't please stop talking about this uh his assaults and 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 all this abuse and shit like the motherfuckers cannot get over the fact that they were close to him or liked him and i i don't expect them to be unbiased to be fair you know it's probably hard to be and it's probably hard to stay silent while this shit goes on but trust i know y'all don't want to look into the allegations and y'all don't want to hear these guys get their side of the story y'all talk about victims and people having voices and people needing to talk but they don't want to see that shit right when, but do you really mean yeah it? they don't really mean it people like that shit when they like it i, I i've said many times on the show uh, people's morality kind of stops and starts with do i like this person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that determines on what you're gonna let them get away with michael jackson's estate fights back after, against leaving neverland with a documentary with a 24 page document full of quote-unquote truths that challenged the accuser's stories okay let's see what these are okay okay uh apparently uh they the family's taking a step further telling their side of the story with their truths the jackson family provided a billboard with a 24 page work working powerpoint document titled leaving neverland and the truth that questions the accuser's memories and the filmmaker's motives in detail the state also attached recent news clips in which the singer's defense attorney called accusations hogwash the document goes into detail about the documentary being biased and inconsistent and notes that the footage that was featured was quote unquote misused one of the examples the state mentioned was when robson says jackson invited him to sleep in his bed but in his deposition the materials the material states he makes clear that he and his sister were the ones that initiated the idea and that michael insisted they asked their parents the film also portrays jackson wishing robson a happy birthday in a video suggesting a creepy predatory nanner which he recorded numerous similar greetings around the same time the state says okay no offense none of that is proof that he didn't do that shit. none of that is truth really what you can say is his his deposition contradicted what he's saying as a grown man mm-hmm. if you watch the documentary he is aware of that and is telling you as a kid i actually was so enamored and groomed by this man and so like confused romantically as a child who should not be in a romantic relationship with a grown-ass man Mm. i relish the fact that i could go to trial and protect him right so i could not wait to be the boy who was saying this did not happen Mm -hmm. what i find ironic is that these same fucking people would be like that 13 year old girl that was on a videotape with r kelly who then got in the courtroom and said that's not me on the tape y'all be like well she lied because she's groomed by him and he, she's still with him to this day y'all would say that so how can you not see it here it's from his own voice he is telling you you don't have to assume anything this is what the fuck happened no i'm gonna take your word as an 11 year old child over you as a grown-ass man you clearly know nothing now you know the, even the idea that this is for some type of money and shit michael jackson actually did pay off somebody a long time ago to avoid uh trial a lot of money by the way mm-hmm. these men are grown michael jackson is dead what money they not suing the estate no, not that not. there would be anything wrong with that by the way 
i don't like a lot of people had this shit completely confused if i can't get criminal justice against a motherfucker i will sue them for every penny i can get because i'm gonna make them hurt fuck them i don't owe them shit never understood that mentality what you just uh you're just trying to get some money yeah like all the other rich rape victims where are they at point them out come on where they at y'all fuck out of here just the fact that people have taken money from like harvey weinstein that still ended up being like i'm going to sue you bill cosby i'm going to sue you you paid me to be silent i actually don't want to be silent i'm glad you lied so that i could get on the stand and go this man's a rapist like but people try to reduce it to just some money well i got the money i could just quit right now i could ask for some more money they never say uh like they never turn around and charge these people with extortion and put them in jail do they because they're not asking for no fucking money but facts don't matter when you like somebody that is just crazy mm-hmm. also um so i know you're like okay what's the rest of the truth 24 pages uh powerpoint truths that clearly dispo- expose these guys as liars right mm-hmm. the document is not available to the public what right well then you ain't got 24 powerpoint pretty colors 20 you know picture shit you know with, with background music powerpoint presentation then what are we talking about here the document is not available to well the then it don't fucking matter to the public the public don't give a fuck if they can't read it but you got the proof the lies the lies <laughs> you got the proof though now i got the proof right here i just can't show nobody you know it's just i mean he dead so if you the state is so gung-ho to protect this man's legacy you would think if they had i would just feel like if i had in, in what is it inconvertible incontrovertible whatever if i had proof that could not that was so solid it would prove all this shit is made up and, and my homie my brother my son my whatever is completely exonerated and all i have to do is simply put it out 24 pages of powerpoint guess what i would do y'all somebody would find a way to magically get it out there yeah right so but okay y'all keep people but see that's the other thing though this hits at the real point of this people believe what they want to believe agreed so there's gonna be people walking around like see i told y'all they got proof okay did you read the article they got 24 pages of proof and the truth is out there just look it up for yourself you be like but okay we don't have the 24 points right got it uh bishop bishop talbert swan says pastor john gray is lying about his emotional affair oh this the dude we've been talking about for a while bought his wife that car and having an affair now they doing that uh retreat that is who we've been talking about karen um i'm glad john, i remembered john gray is the is the guy uh the pastor with the emotional affair um he yeah he said it was not physical it's emotional affair um well it looks like it's gonna be some drama in the church because bishop talbert swan is saying that pastor john gray is a goddamn lie when he claimed he had just had an emotional affair with a strange woman swan wrote on twitter earlier today don't let your husband tell you it was an emotional affair and i never touched her after a year-long relationship that included hotel stays shopping sprees out of the country trips paying bills i love you voicemails and buying her a bmw he's lying the tweet also included a link to pastor john gray's story 
oh he is spilling all the church tea spilling all the communion wine listen he was out here like i don't really give a fuck what y'all think i know that this nigga is a lie and the word needs to be put out on this man he is lying to you sis spilling all the wine no we we're not spending the communion juice we spill we're knocking over the communion wine and, 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 and eating on the, the body of christ mm-hmm. he was like the truth i'm gonna tell the truth right he came he came prepared like he's like i know the rest of y'all think that this a game but your boy came prepared with all the facts and all the receipts tell the truth tell the truth mm-hmm. and we're gonna be like no nah, no nah, we ain't doing them them, them them little dry wafers they give you we we breaking off the bread from the body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we getting the real deal y'all an emotional affair Please. Ah! Uh, Swan, in addition, the woman who claims to be that strange woman did an interview with Larry Reed. Uh, allegedly, she knew Gray for two decades before he supposedly pursued her. The woman who chose to remain anonymous at one point said in the interview she ran into financial issues and snowballed into I just love you so much. I always loved you. I always thought about you. I always cared about you then he was going through stuff with his wife and he was saying how he didn't like her didn't love her and that he was never attracted to her that he only married her because she looked good on paper his exact words she don't suck she don't fuck she ain't never washed a pair of my drawers um so this is said what does it start though video unavailable oh, i gotta watch it on youtube okay well, let's try that again um damn compared to what he said about the topic in january so he so he changed okay let me let me all right let's let's get to the bottom of this first let's go to the youtube interview portion of the the church tea okay uh on the next episode of the church's tea right (laughs) the church tea the the communion juice <laughs> um, <laughs> so, on next episode of Communion Wine, Larry Reed. So is Larry Reed like a church, like talk show or something? Do y'all know what this is? You know what I mean? Like, is this a uh, something that's been going on for a while? With the like, he do church stuff, or is he just like a regular talk show host and he just happened to get into church's business uh, this time? All right, let me see. It's not easy. But they're having to do it in front of the whole world. The Let me get to the part where I think it said 115. So I'm skip for a little bit. Okay, that's 108. What about here? Where is this? 113. So it got to be around here. <clears throat> but yeah, he went and found the old girl. He said, I'm a. <laughs> he said, I got a PowerPoint presentation, and it's one person. Because you don't want to have no job, you want Larry really live to go up in flames. Um, I I just um, I do. I feel robust because I know how a woman really or a person really want to believe the best. But you have to pay a darn attention. Pay a darn attention. Then after you hear what this girl is saying, because we can't just hear one side of the Avenger. Only thing you've heard is what he said. You haven't even talked to the girl. And today you say you don't even want to see her, and it's not important to see her. Mm. 
She wants security. She wants to believe her husband. She wants to do the work of the Lord. She also wants to continue to drive nice cars and live in nice stuff. Like she said in the thing that that's one of their commonalities was cars. And she can tell you when a car about to change the body shape and everything, but how many years that it like she really into cars, but you guys, I'm just going to play it. It's a three hour initial conversation, December the 30th that I had with the mistress. Only me had this conversation and I have all of the audio from our conversations this is just the initial conversation you're going to hear her oh, he gonna make and this also a, her friend he gonna make this a whole true crime podcast come on come on come on he the holy ghost tmz what is happening here <laughs> holy ghost tmz he go it's gonna be church town season three come on church town <laughs> get some character witnesses that was on the line with me who was in the midst of this along with baby jakes and his um legal representative or somebody that on his admin staff um they were all in this but listen to this conversation 20 minutes listen carefully because then we're gonna talk and i'm gonna open up the lines let's go I've known him for a very, 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 very half of my life. So when was the last time y'all were fucking? What? Was it summer? Wait, wait. Did he just go on YouTube and first he was like, "Darn, a uh, gosh darn, you got to be the darn truth." Right. This, this is about the pastor, and then when's the last time y'all was fucking? I mean, let's just I mean, get right into the tea. Ain't, ain't, don't he sound like that dude that do, that talk to the, um, the people after the, on the shows? What is that white dude? Oh, he do them shows. Yeah. Oh, uh, Terry Crews was on there. He asked him a question. What is oh, that dude oh, name? Watch what happens live. Right. Yeah, yeah. Is this, what's, is this, oh, nah, it's a black man. No, 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 this is a black oh. man. What's his version? Watch what happened, church? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> watch what's, yeah, watch what's happening live. Oh. Um, choir edition Hey, <laughs> great when the last time y'all was fucked? well that's when everything stopped yeah that's when everything stopped the uh beginning of summer oh because it was like june that was oh, man <sighs> so um, she my friend is going through a hard breakup a fucked up mar- um divorce he, he was mainly there for her and he was the and he was the one that was See, what happened was he actually, like, he, it started with him just, he likes to say, breathing life into me. Mm -hmm. And so he was just, you know, (laughs) there as far as just, you know, my situation, just talking to me, pretty much pastoring me, uh, ministering to me or whatever, and, you know, just that, and. I called on him to do a favor for a person that I knew that that was having struggling with some addiction issues. Mm. And so I called upon him to help with that. It was a, an employee of mine. And that employee, uh, that employee actually wound up speaking with him and they talked for a good amount of time and it got him like straight on the straight and narrow or whatever. And then so I just sent him a text message telling him thank you, you know, because I seen a difference in my employee and whatever else. And he said, 
you know, whatever, basically whatever you need, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I was like, well, thank you. I was like, he really did. He was like, I'm talking about you. And so. Keep uh, that door open. Yeah, so that, okay, now wait, hold up. Damn it, this must so be a like, three-way. Who else on this call? I don't know. Her, her friend, because it's not like two women and him. Yeah. Man, this is crazy. I ran into a issue financially, and so he was just like, absolutely. And it was a, a big deal. It was a really big thing. Mm. Um, and so... uh from that moment on, like he would just—it it started from there. It, it just—it just snowballed into, you know, I just love you so much. I always loved you. I always cared about you. I always thought about you. I always this and always that. And then he was going through the stuff with his wife, and then telling me about how much he did not like her. That he was in love with her. That he was never attracted to her. That she—that's always the story, by the way you can't really believe no married man that is shitting on his wife to uh, uh, talk about how he's fucking you she he nine times out of ten he ain't gonna leave her how does that not like send a red flag up to you that this nigga isn't a whole ass marriage with a person he claims he doesn't love isn't attracted to never liked all this shit but he committed right he shows that he can commit but somebody was telling like he telling you the same shit he told her one day they don't care right like at some point he was telling her that she you think she was sitting around like i know he doesn't like me love me doesn't da 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 doesn't you know i but he i just need to have these kids and get married to him and let them be in my house every night like nah at one point he was nice to her too Mm Mhm. and now he's pulling that shit on you wow married her because she looked good on paper um wow. um he said that he was his exact words was she ain't never sucks she don't suck she don't fuck she don't do she don't even clean my um she ain't never washed a pair of my drawers he told me how much he paid in child care for the kids that weren't even school age but she could have actually stayed home to you know actually take care of the kids but they got like two nannies and he complained about that and he complained about uh i mean it was just it, it just and he told me that he was basically he led me on to believe that he was going to leave her because he was telling me he was tired of living um his exact words was i'm tired of being behind this mask Man. with it though right he not leaving all that motherfucking mm-hmm. money honey 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 they don't they don't be like the devil is a lie hold my hand and and and, and honey let's preach the gospel to these other brokenhearted folks yeah he not leaving all that money that's mm-hmm. how he make his money mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. image with his wife and all that shit of course he gonna yeah. go up there and cry and save it for when you go public no nah, he was feeling the devil was a lie that's what i heard that's what he was like let me get my story out first mm-hmm. all right well i'm gonna stop listening to this part and go back to the article but mm, she was spilling all of it uh in case you missed it gary uh gray went on the reel and he told the women earlier this month um well i can play the clip let me see if i can unmute this shit did you have an affair and if so when did it start the answer is no uh i didn't uh, but over a year ago, <laughs> over, right, right, over a year ago, uh, my wife and I were in a very difficult place in our now, marriage. Now, I don't know them. Is that, is that his time, wife next to him? Uh, I yes. I began to converse okay. with someone 
other than a counselor, other than a pastoral leader, which is where I should have taken my yeah. issues and challenges and began to converse. And I was even in the presence of that person one time. But being in the presence of someone is not the same as sleeping with them. I did not sleep with anyone. I, there's no baby. There's none of that. And so it's important for me to take responsibility for the areas where I did come up short. Okay. Sharing things about my marriage outside of my wife and outside of trusted counselors is an emotional affair. It was wrong. I take responsibility for that. But I will not take responsibility for that which I did not do. As a pastor, it's important for people to know that when I get up in that pulpit, I come not as a perfect man, but as a broken man, which is why we talked about these very things yeah. at the first sermon of our church. Right. People act like this is something, you know, brand new, but we've walked through this. We have peace, but people don't. Yeah. So, oh, again, this, the, the, the genesis of this was over a year ago, mm -hmm. but we talked about this in May uh, at our church. And, and so we're moving forward. We're believing God that this will be an opportunity for other people to heal. Yeah. But I do yeah. want to set that record straight. Okay. So that was his, uh, account of it. Um, so then, um, this was him, I guess last year or no January where he confessed to having cheated. Um, on his wife on a different show um man they had to do a cheating tour <laughs> the whole <laughs> cheating tour the hey. whole cheating tour so i want to share this video with you of pastor john gray and Abinster gray sharing with their congregation this is the very okay that's that's when he actually said it on the um in front of the congregation okay i'll just read this because we played this before mm-hmm um so he um he said uh let's see oh he also said there's no baby none of that it's important for me to take responsibility in the areas i did come up short share things about my marriage i saw my wife blah, blah blah okay so then in january he had said we had to keep smiling because even though we were struggling even though i was failing as a husband i was already in front of the people and the people can't really receive my brokenness because where do leaders go when they bleed so i had to bleed alone and that's the, what's strange is i traveled the whole world and the holy ghost showed up and people got saved and me and my wife just kept smiling and nobody knew we were ready to get a divorce because as long as i kept producing nobody cared what was happening at home i started listening to the wrong voices and let some people get too close she found out and she set it off just like a good wife should eventually then grabbed the microphone and said and then i prayed for them and him and then the devil loses because that's what's not going to happen is you tell me i'm going to lose my purpose because uh someone whispered to someone whispered to a 16 year old john the devil is a lie i'm standing with my husband and you can go on the back to the pits of hell where you came from was i upset yes was i heartbroken yes but you better learn how to get in there for the what's the vows better and worst so when the worst shows up you don't run away she later shouted i put scripture on that strange woman i put scripture on that strange woman she don't want it with me she don't want it with y'all amen sound like a threat um gray then received criticism for buying his wife a lamborghini um in december but i guess since he bought the mistress of car it's only fair play you know it's all guys money anyway um so yeah you believe him it was just a spiritual uh emotional affair and uh no, there's no no sex involved no babies none of that type of stuff uh coming from her from the uh the woman nah, that don't sound like so you don't believe him because it's two sides like you say when nobody asking her nothing everybody yeah. acting like she don't exist 
Mm, that's a good point karen i personally don't believe him so um (laughs) i mean he said what he said but i don't think that's the truth think he was fucking and i'm more prone to believe that he was lying and saying his wife ain't shit and trying to fuck this woman or fucking this woman and uh you know at what point like what reason does she have to lie at this point right right what is her benefit from that you know she's not extorting him for anything she's not suing she's not going after a dime uh let's see what else happens uh oh joe biden they released like a statement saying that him and his advisors were debating stacy abrams as an out-of-the-gate vice president choice close advisors to vice president joe biden are debating the idea of packaging his presidential campaign announcement with a pledge to choose stacy abrams as his vice president has she has she put her hat in the ring yet and said she's gonna run not for president okay the popular georgia democrat who age 45 is uh who at age 45 is 31 years younger than biden would bring diversity and excitement to the ticket showing voters in the words of close source that Biden isn't just another old white guy but the decision poses considerable risk and some advisors are flatly opposed some have pointed out that in a democratic debate he could be asked why no one on the stage would be a worthy running mate uh advisors also know that the move would be perceived as a gimmick Biden's position on the issue couldn't be learned. We were just told about the advisors' debate. Biden has discussed selecting a running mate early, a move that one senior Democrat said could hurt him by feeding an air of inevitability. Biden's office declined to comment. Abrams and Biden did meet in Washington last week to discuss her next political steps. Uh, Biden requested the lunchtime meeting. So maybe they've already discussed this, and this is a thing that, you know, she's aware of and approves of i don't know um what do you think about it just put like this because nobody knows what the future is gonna hold wait till you get there because it's like you almost jumping the gun almost like you automatically know that you're gonna make it out of the hundred people running right now you don't know you don't know who might actually come out the woodworks and surpass you and actually might be a better candidate than you you don't know so when you do this, you cause a lot of riff, a lot of rifts in the water because you have a lot of black people that go that's hoping that she throws her hat in the ring. They don't know, they hope that she does, mm-hmm. and so people are going, "Well, why would you even say this?" And you don't even know she's going to throw a hat in the ring. And then if she does, let's say she decides to throw her hat in the ring, a lot of people are going, uh, "It's going to be a problem." Because a lot of people say, "Well, he said he ever going to pick you for vice president anyway." Like, what the fuck? Um, and my thing is that. I might be wrong, but I think that uh, strategically, from his perspective, from Biden's, it's actually a smart move. I understand that uh, because your base is black women, like you know. So you go well. I'm 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 going to get somebody that I know that the largest percentage of voters voted like a ninety something percent clip. I want to get something to to cater towards these people. That's understandable. But at the same time, I think there's a possibility that she could actually beat him. Mm-hmm. like like she might actually fuck around to be a better candidate and actually beat him you know if they was to run head to head and i think he realizes that too so i think this is a kind of a plan to kind of take her off the board ahead of time or be like no not this time you can run next time you know it's, it's some strategical uh planning here like i said i 
don't really like it but it's just me personally yeah my thing is this i don't think she's running for president like i I mean she hasn't really put any fillers out there i think she may feel that it's too early she's actually still working in georgia um on that voter registration and voter suppression stuff um i don't think she's going to run i think that's what the meeting was for to say are you going to run for president she must have said um i'm really looking forward to him like if she just starts saying complimentary things about him then we would all go okay maybe they're working on something if she's at some campaign events with him we go okay yeah if this guy's running this is going to be his vp there's a much more savvy way to run to to try this out there than the we were mulling it over and we might be kind of thinking about mull a lot of shit over they don't put it out publicly though yeah and if she were to run i'm as with all these candidates i'm a little hesitant for for all of them to run but at the same time i want all of them to run so if she were to run i'd be cool with that i would i can't wait to see who the fuck comes out the primary i'm gonna support the shit out of that person and i really don't give a fuck what anybody says about it um once it's them versus trump i don't care which of these candidates it is same they are going to get the support i would give uh any anyone versus trump mm-hmm. um but i would love to see her try it out um the thing i worry about is there's so many people in the field at this point i don't even know what's supposed to separate everybody from each other um and i worry about at least in the online sphere how many people are tacitly supportive of her as an idea but as once an idea but once she becomes an individual who's running they will then yank that support back and start telling me all the negative things about her because there's been several candidates like that where people were not as vocal about their shortcomings um until they decided to run and especially if they get like some traction you know be beto is one of those people that Mm -hmm. people were mostly positive about and then he said i'm running for president and then people start saying you can't say you're born you're born for this who the fuck is if you are trying to run for president you have some arrogance about you i don't believe in this shit of i'm gonna be the president of the united states and change the free world blah 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 but i'm not arrogant about it i'm not gonna like brag on myself like no you probably do feel called to it um they knew what he meant but they tried to nitpick that shit um you know obviously kamala harris's prosecutorial record mm-hmm. um uh joe biden and uh you know anita hale and um the crime bill which he authored um you know it, there's just obviously bernie sanders and his milquetoast racial uh, ba- uh background and uh, he marched with king and did nothing for 50 years but hey you guys should just remember that he got arrested once like mm-hmm. that like all of these dudes and women have motherfucking holes in their shit elizabeth warren and her pocahontas shit that trump has put on her in addition to actual proof that she did do some of that shit um uh i think dylan brand has like some some racist shit that she said a long time ago the there's a woman out of the midwest i can't remember her fucking name but she's mean klobuchar she's mean to all her uh you know employees and shit like that like all of these motherfuckers got something cory booker is just the most not like he's the squarest most nonchalantest ass dude like could not see him possibly on the debate stage with donald trump winning could mm-hmm. not see it mm-hmm. like just uh, he, he's like obama with less savvy and wit so there's all this stuff where i can see uh something wrong with each candidate and yet everyone's always clamoring for another person to enter the race and then they do 
and then we get to find out what's wrong with them so uh we'll see what happens with that i just think the rollout of that information was just not smart nope um uh, let's see what else happened uh a man got arrested for allegedly throwing a glass of water on the racist ass steve king he's a representative out of iowa okay. white nationalist okay you know i've been like who yeah you've heard of him before because he says a lot of racist shit um so anyway he uh somebody threw some water on him 26 year old blake gibbons and he got arrested for it because not really supposed to be able to do that it's kind of like egg boy thing where uh he did it and uh we'll see what happens to him i mean it is technically assault um you now put this man in a position where he gets to be the one that's petty about pressing charges and shit like that Mm -hmm. um so we'll see what happens so but uh i definitely don't feel bad for steve king not a tear not you won't see him falling down my eyes Mm -mm. Uh, because i'm uh, that does not bother me uh all right let's see what else we got here experts say even successful couples have these seven incompatible traits oh shit even the successful couples guys okay there's a lot of stuff going on out here and everybody has a different definition of success but okay Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh if you think you need to be exactly like your partner in order to have a successful relationship think again while it may require more understanding and ability to compromise being different is actually a good thing and this includes bringing traits to the table that are technically incompatible when you approach life from different angles you might find that you and your partner have had an easier time of solving problems since you're both offering your own unique perspectives um let me just get to the, the shit. right good grief fucking uh, worried get 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 to the point number one relax versus uptight if one partner is laid back go with the flow type of person you may not expect them to have much success with someone who's more strict and structured but this can in many ways make for a very healthy relationship yeah i think so too because uh sometimes you need a common influence to the uptight person and sometimes it switches back and forth but you know i think a lot of people don't understand that uh you can exacerbate a situation and someone's anxieties and um and all this stuff by actually jumping in and almost like making it worse or trying to escalate it so like if karen's having a problem with customer service on the phone and then i jump on the phone and i start yelling at customer service and i start yelling with karen and we're both yelling like that's not necessarily an ideal situation in a lot of times no now all our blood pressure is up all our anxiety is up <laughs> right everybody else yeah yeah because that's the thing we kind of go back and forth because yeah you you're really laid back and, and the thing about me i'm laid back too i really 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 am but it's like i have i got I got a line and once that line is crossed or once I feel like I'm not getting what I requested or once I feel like, because my thing, I used to be too laid back, like way laid back where you'd be like, but Karen, you call and nothing happened. You was actually just being too nice (laughs) to the people. So I'm like, okay, I got to find a balance and I could actually go to the other extreme. Yeah. But my point is like in a couple, you know, in the house, um, you're trying to, or not i shouldn't say yeah but i mean yeah and my my point is in a house with a couple with two people or whatever how many people you have in your relationship 
you know there has to be a balancing act to mm-hmm. get back to to like to neutral yeah, yeah because it can't always be like we are just on the same page and, and i amp you up when you're sad i'm sad as you are i'm outsiding you i'm out angering you or i'm just saying i'm trying to match your anger like that's not always the right response and sometimes that balance is what helps it's not you know as long as it's not abusive or it's not a person like right. being ignoring your like oh you mad like they're not mocking you or being right. like what the fuck you mad about or being cruel right yes. but it's if they can be supportive without joining you in that sometimes you need that balance i know there was a thing last year when i was ready to go like ape like i was about to fucking burn it all down um last year to the and, ground you know between karen and some good friends of mine like talking me down it was it was i'm glad they didn't just match my shit because i would have burned the shit down i would have been up here talking shit about everybody so um you know you need that sometimes uh number two organized versus messy man uh, this one's more of a struggle i think because <laughs> organized people really you know have more of a struggle with you know the idea of messy because it to me it also equals work so i know people call about emotional labor in the first one but i you know i'm not a i'm not a huge believer in emotional labor is is very a very nebulous concept that changes from relationship to relationship and a lot of people start talking about that when they don't like somebody or something or when you know like or that when they just kind of want to talk about the things they do in a relationship but not the things the other person does i'm not Correct. a huge fan of that but mm-hmm. this is labor labor right and and and, <laughs> and, and and in my mind i can deal with a little bit of dirt like i i know my personality if you're a neat fanatic we're not going to get along and because my mama was a neat fanatic and that shit irritated the fucking fuck out of me why i'm like i'm not getting paid for this why am i doing this nobody i'm not getting a 401k no paycheck no you're not paying me well this shit is optional when i fucking feel like it well my thing is um when people don't do that part around the house though uh somebody always ends up picking up the slack so correct if you refuse to do dishes guess what that means now i have to do the dishes or you know as the neater person or whatever i and it can cause a lot of conflict my dad's very neat um and i know he used to just stay on our ass about cleaning up and shit um and i think you know somebody not being you know being with a person who's very organized and you being messy you don't catch the same stress the stress you get is them being like why didn't you clean this up why didn't you fix this right but that's not the same level of stress as well i guess i have to be the one to mop the floor because nobody else will do it and they just don't even see the need you know right and to an extent it has to be a balance there because the thing about uh uh, people that are like clean fanatics like that some of them will express it but sometimes you have to communicate properly like a lot of those people be like why don't you do it all you're doing is making the other person mad like well they wait till they're about to explode to say it but that's normally after they've already done all this labor of cleaning your shit up so they come in with a you know emotional explosion as opposed to a gentle nudge and not to mention many times the clean the neat person does gently nudge the person correct and it just doesn't matter you know i know one of the things i used to do is passive aggressive is like karen would leave a bunch of clothes on the ground on her side of bed and so i would just go put the fucking hamster over there like and i wouldn't say nothing or talk no shit but it'd be like put your shit in the hamster like i, I got i bought these hampers use them i bought these clothes hampers i have like five of them sitting around the house at this point they're everywhere they're, ev- they're literally why, everywhere why are you missing them why would you just throw clothes on the side of the bed and you know at one point you know karen it got so bad i 
i actually bought her a little cubby hole for her clothes on her side <laughs> of the bed in addition to the drawers and stuff we have over there like so just to be like here's extra space for your clothes so you don't just throw them on the ground and you know i'm I, better you you gotten somewhat yeah you gotten better yes. um but you know the point being like rather than wait till i'm about to like explode and be like why the fuck won't you pick up your clothes you know as if as if i'm as if you're a child or something because we're both adults correct so instead i like put that shit over there because it's just a little nudge a little reminder like yo put your stuff up you know and then karen always walks in the house walks back into the other room like why you put the clothes hamster by the bed i'm like you know what it means like come on now like we could be unreasonable like <laughs> i don't want to fight about it but it's clear it's obvious that i'm you want me to wash and dry these clothes for you anyway right like right, do, right. do your part and put them in the in the basket you know it's easy or fold them and put them in a, a drawer or hang them up like i do so and and i'm not a neat freak so but the point being like that being said it's also bigger than just cleaning up right mm-hmm. because that energy matters the organized energy which brings rigid like structure to the relationship you know to other tasks like uh, i balance my checkbook digital register every day you know i pay all the bills um that type of stuff right i'm always on top of that stuff well that right karen also brings the 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 energy of the creativity sometimes to life where where karen's like uh we should do a live show we should uh we should try this with the podcast we should so so there's energy also that you don't want to stifle like i don't want to be like yo messy ass blah 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 and now you're feeling like you're trapped in a in a in a box you know so i want you to still have that energy to be like uh you know what about this choice what about doing this thing you know yeah and 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 the thing is like you say it, it it is it is uh a balance because like i said it's one of those things where i go okay yeah i do need to hang this i do need to fold this and my thing is is one of those things where uh like you said i pick up on clues i go okay okay i'll go ahead and do it but like i say i won't let it escalate to the point to where um the other person is exploding because that that that's where that uh that that not balance comes in and that's where the arguments comes in well also like that's just certain people like my dad is more of an exploder like he just does he 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 does whatever the thing is that is annoying to him and then one day he's just like i have to head into dishes 75 times in a row and nobody's done shit about it what the fuck is wrong with y'all blah 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 i don't want to be like that so i try to be like the the first time the second time like hey so you really gonna just leave these clothes over here what's up and 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 that's my thing i i rather you talk and communicate and and things like that because the thing is the person that is exploding you're talking to another human being that is not going to respond well right. with you exploding. So they're going to match your level when you start yelling at them. And particularly if you haven't just flat come out and told them sometimes, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I did not know. You didn't tell nobody. You didn't mention anything. You didn't say anything. You know, sometimes they do, but it's just for the fact that they might go, well, I didn't know it was as, as important as you stated. Like you yeah. didn't tell me the importance of this. Communication is key. Correct spontaneous versus schedule believe it or not when a spontaneous person coexists with a more structured person it can make for quite the healthy match for example if one is a planner the other is spontaneous the planner takes care of all the last minute details uh while the other takes the lead when it comes to creating a looser schedule overall and having fun yeah i could see that 
type a versus type b personalities uh type a is ambitious hardworking, competitive type b is more relaxed and flexible um while it, while it's always possible for two type a's to be together two type b's opposites can also attract uh i go between a and b it just depends on what the situation is for me um and just like the one before i kind of go back and forth between those things like i can kind of morph because to me it depends on the situation because a lot of times in certain situations you're the planner in certain situations i'm the planner in certain situations we're both like fuck it whatever happens happens yeah yeah definitely i mean these are very flexible definitions we don't have to ascribe strictly to any of them i guess Mm -mm. uh and i guess if you're more of the extreme you know you're the ones that have to deal with that stuff correct internal versus external processors oh yeah this is a big one some people internally process things and they kind of come to you when they have a conclusion and then some people like to talk uh, talk it through until they get to a conclusion once again neither is strict you can be both and all that stuff but i definitely think this is a big one for me because people that internally process things and then don't clue you into how they're working things out or through sometimes that can bother me because i'm like i want to know like what are you thinking how are you getting there how are we going to arrive there i want to be part of the process um but at the same time i'm 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 an internal processor in a lot of ways but i just think i express myself better and i express myself i don't mind expressing myself through the thinking like i don't like to i don't like i won't do the thing what i'm saying is I don't like when people shut down conversation and communication and then come back later. I know some people that's their thing. Like, I need time to process this. I'll talk to you after I've thought about this. I'm more of a, like, I want to work it out with you and talk it through right now. And if you need time, we'll get to that, too. Yeah, and I... I, Oh, it's the call, Karen. Hold on. The ghetto. All right. So, that was the phone call. Um uh let's so what were you saying karen i'm sorry we're talking about internal versus external processors yes um when it comes to that how can i say it because the way i was raised my mama she's kind of an internal type of person to the extent where it's not even helpful sometimes in my opinion um because like there's no communication she just come like this is it and you're like okay how did you get there you know what's going on it's like nope i said what i said at the end and you're like okay sometimes that could be very frustrating to somebody that likes an explanation but as a child i kind of picked up on that and i think that you kind of challenged me to uh process things differently and i think that i'm i have a personality where i talk it out like that's what i do and sometimes for people to internalize things particularly this is a sex thing when a when a woman is talking to a man a lot of times and a woman is actually a has the type of personality where she just likes to talk it through because men are kind of it's kind of coaching them as an early age to problem solve problem solve problem solve and so they hear you talking and they want to give you an answer and sometimes you don't want an answer you just want to be able to verbally talk it out loud because for me when i talk out loud i process i'm going through the motions my mind is ticking everything's kind of floating around i'm able to absorb things and if you want to add to the conversation i can bounce off of what you're saying but i'm kind of walking my way through it and a lot of times there's been times where i've gotten to the end i go okay that's what i'm gonna do you know versus kind of keeping it inside and and racking around in my brain which i can do that too but i just like to verbally talk it out 
yeah i think um yeah that's a huge thing it's a huge learning curve for a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and, and women aren't the only ones like that i mean there's a lot of men that do that too but i think also um processing is difficult because sometimes you feel like sometimes it does feel like oh this person's asking me for a solution or to help or for advice and it's hard to discern and it's also hard sometimes for the person to discern what they want because uh it's almost like if you could preface this thing with i want to talk about this situation but i'm not looking for advice and i'm not looking for a solution then you may you may get a better response from people now i think what the other part is sometimes people are bothered by the fact that someone's like well then i don't want to participate in this conversation right you know this might be the 17th time you've talked about your mama and i don't want to talk about you know you and your mama's problems 17 times in a row um knowing that you're not going to change anything you don't want to hear any solutions you don't want to do anything different so it's almost like a one-sided conversation you need a therapist not a friend you know Uh, yes don't abuse right right so i could see that too but i think in general uh you know you have to be there for people to uh help them process it and in a romantic relationship you're gonna kind of get in that role sometimes where uh they're just talking and yeah i'm not a fan of the i process this meaning i've thought about this and now i no longer will accept any input or any different discussion on it literally that's the absolute opposite of how i am and like the worst type of person for me to be around i really do not like people that are like i've come to a conclusion and anything you say or do does not matter to me well then fuck you because i don't want to be if we don't matter to each other that much then i just don't be around me right and you're not willing to to at least hear my input and hear what i got to say because i may have a completely different perspective or might challenge you to think about things in a way that you didn't even consider because a lot of times people fail to realize your lack of experience or your lack of of dealing with certain situations may and also sometimes your privilege may you may come to a conclusion based off of that. And then you have somebody else go, Hey, have you ever thought about it this way? Well, what about this way? Have you ever considered this way? Well, what about the feelings of this and that and the other? And you go, Oh, okay. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. I'm still going to make this decision, but at least now I ha- I have a different perspective versus you just shutting the conversation down. Because like I say, most of the time you do internalize, but every now and then it might be something where you might actually talk to me about it. And because I'm that, 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 that's my personality. I'm more able to work with you through it yeah um wallace and then also i'm a kind of person that you know i might feel like i come to a conclusion but i always leave it open because you just never yeah, know you might right. change your mind mm-hmm. shit might situations soften, might change right. get angry at one point you're not as angry later right right because a lot of times when you're talking out of just raw emotions particularly when you're angry everything you come everything you say is coming from that point of anger and like you say once you calm down once you process it once you work through that anger um you can get to the other emotions which is sometimes empathy and sympathy and compassion and understanding but when you're angry none of those emotions matter to a lot of people you know one of the things that weirds me out is people that say like and and i've i kind of figured out why but people that are like i'm petty i'm team petty or i never forgive i think one of the reasons it bothers me is because it's so antithetical to my being to be the same level of upset forever and but but when those people say that what they kind of mean is like i am going to be this level of angry or upset or whatever uh about this thing for the rest of my life and i'm and i'm like and one 
you know maybe they will be but for the most part i don't think people really can keep up that emotional intensity forever human beings don't function like for the that. most part i mean there's something to do you know obviously i we've met some where we're like oh that motherfucker's fucked up right but then the other thing is if you're gonna be mad forever at this level it makes me feel more like you're just mad all the time correct and this just happens to be another thing you can pour that anger into but you're you're just mad all the time like something else is the problem but you've turned it into it's really about blank but no it's not um older and younger i mean i think that's a pretty easy one i mean there's age differences all the time uh people can make it work you know through all kinds of different reasons so um you know i, I could see why that wouldn't be a deal breaker and and why that might actually make some stuff better depending on the you know the, what you're into yeah right right yeah that that has its pluses and its minuses yeah like all of these and spenders versus savers um and that one makes sense too although i think you kind of uh you definitely going to have see one of the things about spending versus saving is that there's very few people that in america where you're gonna have the luxury to really save come on so we're talking about for a lot of people they're spenders by necessity not because of like i just choose to be a spender it's like look after rent and the bills come through ain't nothing to save ain't nothing to say like, i can dog. treat myself like a human being and maybe catch a movie every once in a while Go out to eat every now and then right or i can put that you know 60 dollars a month in some type of savings account and then the second that my tires go flat it's gone anyway you know so i definitely can understand i think that's more of a luxury thing now mm-hmm. maybe it didn't used to be it but didn't. with wage stagnation and debt and all this stuff I, I think you're running into a lot less like we had the opportunity to save and i chose to say fuck you you know right because when you talk about savings people's savings are deplenished it's no longer there it's just not there you know the safety net that they tell people to do people are like well how can i do it when every fucking thing has gone up but my pay yep uh all right let's get to some other stuff let me get uh to my um guest the race playlist and we can do some uh fucking with black people everybody loves that fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play is fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles that make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's back in the saddle mm-hmm. uh plantation slaves were happy and musical according to louisiana's most visited historical site oh louisiana Mm-mm-mm. A sign claiming slaves who once lived at Louisiana's most visited site were happy has finally been removed. Well, cool. 2019. An official exhibit state-owned Rosedown Plantation claimed the slaves lived happily there and showed a natural musical instinct, but historians agreed that painted an inaccurate picture of their lives. You don't say! I do say, my dear. Mm Mm-hmm those happy musical slaves meanwhile all the songs is codes to get to the north come on 
uh make a left by the tree go down the river go down the river he go come on <laughs> like all the songs is how the fuck do we get out of here and they're like they are so musical mm-hmm. you give an instruction on how to build a boat get you some two by fours and nail the hammer right they go woo them their girls can really sing master go to sleep about 10 every night 10 every night <laughs> 10 every night come on <laughs> um brandon Burris, the deputy assistant secretary of state parts called the sign a mistake and was not sure how long it had been hung in in the detached kitchen exhibit that was not a mistake officials say state right that's not a mistake but they won't for decades listen, let me tell you something in addition to the black kids who had to come see this exhibit they're really thinking about the white kids that had to come see this exhibit and what they want to tell you is that your slave owner ancestors were not bad people and that slaves like being slaves it is a huge piece of uh southern history and propaganda to say that slaves likes being slaves that 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 slavery was actually altruistic and due to our savage african dark-skinned bestial nature they gave us organization and taught us skills and da-da-da. like it's it's apparently the world's first internship and the the savage brutality of it all the sexual assault of it all the uh abuse of it all the lack of freedom of it all well those are all done to benefit us guys so to make us better human beings we had to beat the savage out of you and teach you this good old christianity the official said the state historians and park administrators did not agree with the science wording which was based on a book written by sarah bowman one of the last members of the family that built the plantation using slave labor in 1834 well yeah let's let her tell the story did any uh slaves participate in the story oh nope okay cool they always come up with oh it's a mistake but no one's responsible said southern university professor albert samuels i wish i could say i was shocked but there's still a basic unwillingness to come to terms with the fact that slavery was an awful institution it depends on who you ask Did, didn't you read an article or maybe a fan wrote in and said that they used to they uh, w- w- was covering like one of the plantations and white people like asked them the most fucking ridiculous yeah, questions yeah i read an article yeah right they were a tour guide at a slavery at a plantation and black historical thing and white people would always ask them stuff like were were house happy were, like were they happy slaves and they would like be that. like no and they would be getting mad at them and shit for like what the fuck you think this was they've been brainwashed when i say white people are victims of white supremacy that's where it comes down to imagine being that brainwashed you didn't even recognize something so simple it's called slavery slave (laughs) that's the part i don't get slave yeah well you would i mean i guarantee if we examine both of our lives there's something we take for granted that we don't understand because we have privilege there's just certain shit that we were like that's what that mean you know what i mean so like they have that because there's an entire institution that has willfully taught them that you know there's put it i'll I'll put it simply um to me now it's monstrous and ridiculous but um and obviously it may not be as uh complicit as like 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 hate crimes and shit like that but like in rap in a culture for black men there was a no homo phase Mm -hmm. where you basically are trying to say i'm not gay and, and and it's funny that people would think that this is gay or isn't gay being funny now it might not be the same as like me saying like it's happy slaves but i thought that 
me saying no homo and my friend saying no homo and every rapper i listened to saying no homo and every message board i was on saying that homo and all that shit i there was a time in my life where i was just like that doesn't mean they homophobic Mm, okay so i'm just i'm conditioned to believe that shit because i because that is the experience i'm having meanwhile i'm literally shaming i'm really literally rewriting uh what masculinity has to be i'm literally uh you know uh essentially calling people that are gay weak and less than and um saying you know and in a in a ridiculous affirmation of my own heterosexuality right Mm -hmm. um that that that's a thing that you know even as a joke the joke is being gay is funny right so so i'm participating in that um and 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 i and you know i'm a uh smart person relatively relatively empathetic all that shit but i i did not even it never even really crossed my mind until later in that you know that that era where i was like wait what, what's even really funny about this you know what i mean like what like what's the target for this well white people have been indoctrinated into white supremacy so early and so hard their ancestors are the white supremacists their ancestors are the slave owners they the same way that those guys smiled when they thought about when i'm a kid and michael jackson took interest in me even though he was my abuser there's you can see on their faces a latent memory of like but it was a happy time except for the abuse these white people love their family families their grandpa their grandpas who they inherited the plantation where the slaves were at and their grandpa who told them well my slaves are happy i treated my slaves good and they didn't say well let me go walk down there to the slave quarters and ask them what's going on no grandpa gets to tell the narrative and then he hands it to me and it has to be the truth because if it's less than the truth then grandpa's a piece of shit so it has to be the truth so now i'm on a fucking plantation tour going so how happy were the slaves here what i mean isn't it true that slaves are happy being they, they got food and they were treated well so that's why it works that way and i think if you examine your own privilege you'll find something you take for granted that way and it's how we become victims of sexism anti-blackness uh homophobia transphobia it's how we do it is because they become so normalized we start taking it for granted because we don't even examine it and most white people will never pick up a book and learn about anything about slavery period they'll never do it you know the only thing they're ever gonna learn about slavery is my grandpa said he treated slaves good or you know the good masters was this and there was occasionally a couple bad rotten eggs but you know don't let that define all slavery for you and we as black people know there's no illusion because we lived it we're like no my grandmama would not my grandmama told me the other stories so i don't have the luxury of uh, what i was told it was okay you know so i think there's there's a part of that that i think that's why they end up kind of being robbed of the faculties to even process this information because then they have to go through the entire lineage of their family and be like my family are slave trading pieces of shit yep and also i think uh you just make me think about like you said the stories that i told because like i say we're told a completely different story so that's why i'm like the fuck it's called goddamn slavery like you took some people were taking away from your from their land and families was broken up how was this happy how was this joyous what is so great about this but then uh like you say it's one of those things where they have been washed brainwashed and history has 
history is told through the people that won quote unquote or history is told by the people that have the privilege and the luxury of rewriting history and whiteness and white supremacy has been allowed to rewrite history you know facts be damned and because we're of the age now where majority of the people that were slaves there are a handful that are alive but most of them have are gone away and because most of them are going away and dead and gone you have uh generations of black people that are actually ashamed of slavery feel bad about slavery don't want to talk about slavery so not only do you have the white children getting robbed you also have the black children getting robbed from their history and knowing the truth about it too because everybody quote-unquote wants to feel ashamed about it yeah and and honestly they there's no bigger proof that for centuries and obviously to this day for some white people um that they have never felt kinship with us as humans no they've really felt we were a subspecies of animal like they did not think we were the same as processing our emotions as them it's the reason that our health outcomes are different with doctors because they literally don't think we feel the same amount of pain and that our bodies work differently it was taught yes yeah um there's uh there's also the reason that you know you can have the cognitive dissonance dissonance of affirmative action people don't belong here but these actors and stuff that pay for their kids to get in there i never questioned did they belong in college you know it's that kind of thing so i think a lot of um a lot of the happy slave narrative stuff it goes directly back to um wanting to be able to love people who have done horrible things and in the same way that people treat michael jackson's music i like michael jackson's music so he must not touch those boys i love grandpa so he must not have been mean to his slaves his slaves i can't process like i'm saying the word slave and feeling like they just part of the family uh i I saw a thread on facebook one time it was older white people sharing pictures of uh black people that used to that were either slaves or like work for their family is in some sort of menial capacity where i say menial not because to demean the work but to say like they were not really seen as family mm-hmm. but these white people would they would fondly look back at these pictures they were like oh we had bessie she was a she worked for my father for our family for generations she raised me she was practically my second mother and i'm like so y'all basically have either like a slave or a person that y'all had conscripted to work what about bessie's children while she's raising your children who's raising hers what about um the schooling she gave y'all what about the schooling for her kids you know uh what about her husband and the things that had to be done around their house and they would go they were basically like family you know aunt jamama that like the aunt that thing that uncle ben yeah uncle ben like those, these are black slaves and workers that we quote unquote consider family because they do things for us they make delicious pancakes or they uh make great rice or they clean uh something for us so there's this disconnect that white people will always have um and look because most of them will never choose to educate themselves they will always have between slavery and the abject horror that it was and the fact that the purveyors of that horror horror were their family members so it's something i've just come to accept um it it, obviously it could still make me mad i try not to let it make me mad um you know like i said one of the reasons i read so much about this kind of shit is because 
i know that it has the capacity to make me mad and i want to be able to like soberly handle it uh internally without always being driven to anger when i read this kind of shit but yes it's unconscionable that they do not see us as human to the point where in 2019 the sign was hanging up right and nobody and i guarantee you this is not the first time this is brought to their attention Mm-hmm. this is just the first time because of social media and the way the internet rolls and people are like the fuck is this they was like oh take that shit down here's a real question karen what age do you think the people who see that sign are children right they're indoctrinated from a young age that that age because then they because see the thing is is as black kids we we've gone to some of these sites in the south being from north carolina i still mm-hmm. remember james k polk's uh mm-hmm. house in the slave quarters mm-hmm. on the side which is still up to today i don't know if they still go to it but yeah. it's still there well um we were children when we went to that mm-hmm. and the thing i remember the most is even as a kid walking on the grounds i was the most curious about the slave quarters because i knew that's what slavery like this dude was alive when slavery was okay mm. so i knew that there would i'm like hmm and my parent and because my parents had already kind of given me some shit to read about this stuff so i was like okay i'm on I, it's a morbid curiosity almost because i want to see myself where's my role in this okay this guy was president it means nothing to me i can you know but the people that worked for him the people that were inscript conscripted to him i now that those are those might be my ancestors so i wanted to see the slave quarters and stuff and you know they show us that stuff and i ask questions and of course they're just avoiding the tough answers of it they're they're shooting me bullshit like well they were workers and they worked out here in this quarters and they slept here and all that stuff and i'm you know i'm, I'm there the whole time and it sank in the like horror of it all and i think every kid of mind there felt that horror because even then you could see the slave quarters are not as well kept as the house you know like they had a much smaller place to live they had less insulation it was probably colder there all that type of stuff so you could see like this is a lesser quality of life on the same place that this that that they had to stay and this man is fucking living in the lap of luxury in the in the house with a fireplace and shit right and so i remember looking at all of that and it got so real to me like damn they kept human beings they kept people my people in this place and at the same time those white kids were realizing it too and so that's why you have to have the sign or you have to have the uh person that does the tour that goes it's not that bad because those white kids were realizing it was that bad it was that real so then you have to wash over their feelings and be like oh it's not as bad as you think oh look hey guys look we're making cornmeal cakes you know i still remember they made those fucking uh flat 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 cakes or whatever they were called you know like i still remember the smell and the taste of them it was like to distract us from like you are here with the slave quarters in where if they didn't make these cakes they probably got burned with a hot iron or hit with a whip or some shit where they wish they could just be living a life and now they're stuck here so that was kind of um that, that that i've never forgotten that 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 feeling so and you know, <laughs> and the more and more you, you think about it uh it's sad but and, and i've kind of talked about this i was almost the opposite of you Mm-hmm. um 
because like i said my family didn't really get in a here girl read this learn about this learn about your history so when we went to i remember going to the james k poke house i was oblivious i remember a lot of soap i remember them flapjacks i remember apple pies i remember it being a good time i don't it's sad but like the whole thing was just oh this was a day to get out of school mm-hmm. i didn't go and question slavery i didn't go i'm just speaking from my experience i didn't go mm-hmm. i didn't question any of that because i wasn't taught hey hey you need to pay attention to this you like like you're actually going somewhere that you need to pay respect to like these we're going somewhere where your people and your history and your connection uh uh to africa is mm-hmm. you know that really wasn't um embedded in me a lot of the things that i learned and a lot of the knowledge that i learned about my people um and and to where i am now i a lot of that shit i learned as an adult which is completely sad you know the the first time i remember actually i gotta go to the next session but go ahead keep talking oh, okay we can go to the next session okay all right give, give us a second guys we'll be right back I hate to cut Karen off for the second time this episode. Okay. Okay, we're not live. Yeah, uh, we are. Oh, okay. Um, and I think for me, uh, I was as ignorant as the white children were, in my opinion. You know, you didn't really make me think about that till you was talking about you. I was like, yeah, I was as oblivious as the white children were. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know it wasn't taught, you know um nobody was like hey girl pay this shit any attention like none of that happened so i I, you know i learned a lot about my history and my people and all that stuff as an adult you know i never took uh, african-american history i wasn't required to not even in college and and it's nothing that i was like oh i got to learn about this you know some people get to the point where they go i want to learn i i have a desire to learn like none of that um had an interest in me and but i knew i was black you know i you know i knew racist things happened um but you know that wanting and that desire to to learn the shit that they don't teach you in school i never had that until i became an adult and then i got to the point where i felt bad and ashamed and i felt terrible that you know i wasn't taught these things these things weren't um bestowed upon me and i felt ashamed and i felt embarrassed but you get there whenever you get there that's i had to come to that conclusion because you can beat yourself up so bad you can beat yourself out of actually learning because you're mad that you didn't know or you're afraid or you're ashamed or you have these these fears of 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 learning these things and i think for me the reality of a lot of this stuff really didn't sink in for me until we went to charleston a few years ago and we went to that that uh slave uh, uh not slave but but the market where they sold you know um um bought and sold slaves like and you know what i guarantee you they probably had something like that at the jam, but i but i just flat ignored it uh but that was the first time where i, I mean because it's like you know this shit exists but it's nothing like you've been like oh my god oh my god like like it's like the switch came on and 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 my eyes opened up in the reality you hear about these things but it's in between you hearing about these things and 
you actually physically seeing documentations and seeing paperwork and seeing things and hearing voices where the reality of it sinks in more deeply to me because I never experienced that those things you know because most of my life it's been black and white kids going to school you know so I, I reap the benefits of the, the people of the 60s and 70s. So I, I reap the benefits of those things because you want your children to have a better future. But reaping the benefits also means the, the, um, the whitewashing of things, which I didn't realize at that time. So I, I think for me, my experience was just a little bit different. And now I hunger, I desire, I want to know more. Uh, than I ever known before, you know, once you realize, you know, what happened on the slave ships when they were bringing them over, how many people, you know, are basically at the, you know, bottom of the ocean, millions of people, quote unquote, possibly is at the bottom of the ocean, all chained together. You know, when you think about, you know, them pouring salt on their wounds and shit like that, why they were on these boats, when you, you know, when you began to process this stuff, the shit just becomes more real. And it just gave me a desire to want to know just so I can be educated, just so when people come at me and people say these very ignorant things, I won't be swayed just to be like, oh, you know what? Slavery wasn't that bad. Yeah. And also there is no shame in not knowing uh, when you're a kid and stuff because it's time for us not to know you know what i'm saying so that's the reason i don't feel like i don't shame people for not knowing history and shit i think all of us kind of come to it and unless there's intervention you never know you know i'm glad i'm very thankful for my parents um uh teachers that tried to hit me the game you know like that's why it's important to have black teachers yes Um, it is you know someone brought up church but to be honest i didn't get a lot of history lessons in church church was more obsessed at least when i was a kid the churches i went to was more obsessed with like um man i i don't mean this to sound demeaning but it was more of a white supremacy type of like doctrine to the church and the church had to kind of be that way in order to survive like not every church was martin luther king's church you know what i mean some churches are very much like uh you know white jesus on the walls type of church um so we weren't getting a lot of uh uh like i said now i don't you know i don't mean this to like down all churches or nothing but ones i went to at least uh the few i went to when i was a kid it wasn't necessarily like black power empowerment during black history month like uh they celebrated you know martin luther king you know like the reverends you know what i'm saying the, the the respectable ones but they weren't really about the non-respectable type of revolutionary type of protest and stuff um and they also weren't really interested in putting like white supremacy on display as like whatever because at the end of the day white supremacy brought us a lot of a lot of us christianity in a, at least the american version so correct it was, it was a complicated fucking mess of a relationship uh with church and white supremacy so mm-hmm. uh even black church of course um right but yeah oh go ahead i'm sorry mm, go ahead i'm sorry but yeah i was just gonna say there's no shame in it and honestly i don't even like i know this is a big thing for for a lot of black people because we're angry and stuff but i don't really want white people to feel ashamed about this shit no i want them to learn about it so then they can stop it 
they have they have way more power than us it's not our job to stop this Mm -mm. the only thing we really can do is kind of educate white people on what the fuck is the problem you know not saying that there's no means of revolutionary protest blah blah blah. but even if you look at most of our protests our protest is to bring awareness to something to get other people to do the work to stop it because we don't have the power in those places to do it you know kaepernick's taking a knee is a great example of somebody that is really about elevating the conversation to get awareness for other people to do the problem do to, to solve it you know yeah and and because the way white supremacists and the way the structure is I, you know, because I had to change my philosophy on a lot of things. I don't care how we get to a conclusion. Let's just get to the conclusion. Because the thing is, you have to disrupt whiteness for white people to look. And you have to disrupt it badly. And once people are like, oh, you're fucking up my brunch. What the fuck? They Give them what the fuck they want mm-hmm. so that they can quit blocking the street. Give them what the fuck right. they want so I ain't got to be with them being downtown and wasting my taxpayers' money. Well, that's that's one thing, right? But that's not education. No, that's not. That's just this is inconvenient and now i just want to fucking i'll put on the black lives matter shirt if y'all stop right that's different i i think there has to be some level of like work where these motherfuckers are educated about this kind of shit so that it then stops because if you don't know better you will never do better and the society is designed for them to a never know and b when confronted to feel bad and then their feelings supersede everything that comes after that and 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 i agree (laughs) and i think it used to make me mad because i'm like the fuck you don't why don't you just get it like what the why why do we have to keep going through these fucking cycles over and over and over again and everybody acts like they repeat and everybody gets amnesia and nobody fucking remembers and everybody forgets that this is some shit that's been happening forever and ever and ever people forget about the you know the walks and the marches they had back in the day all you it's just a reboot they're doing the same thing now people forget about these black towns you know where 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 they're they're police with these white police officers and you get to the point where it's a racial uh, you know aggression and 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 and, 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 um the the city is about to explode and then it explodes black people start protesting burning shit down and white people want to express like that's the shit that used to make me really mad so i'm not i'm not gonna say i gave up on whiteness but i'm like fuck it just pass laws so you won't do this fucked up shit to us but you were on those same field trips and you didn't know and you weren't curious to know no you're not even white so they have even less incentive you see what i'm saying it's all designed that way so i mean even the look at these cycles and da 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 da. we don't like looking at the cycles in many cases we are the ones like stop showing my children that shit like a lot of black people feel the duality of blackness in america we feel like we are taking our children's childhood away to tell them slavery existed to tell them these are your ancestors and that white people have done horrible things historically and uh not all this stuff is to be trusted and systemic racism exists and you Mm -hmm. can get caught up in the system Mm -hmm. and we all and we have a duality about that because on the one hand yes i don't want my child to be fucking traumatized leaving the house on the other hand i am responsible for raising a fucking black child to adulthood in a world that is trying to fuck them over so it's you know it's a thing that makes people angry but like i said i i try to educate myself to get past just being angry about the shit because the next thing is like so what what benefit is there to learning this stuff what benefit is there what connections do i see today from things that were happening then what do i what things do i not trust today because i couldn't trust because i know that better than to trust them then and i look at what people trusted like you know one of the reasons i don't really get mad at the people who get mad about the crime bill 
even though i know it's very like what do you call it revisionist history to be mad like mm-hmm. black people wanted that bill i do i i was old enough to remember them wanting that bill and to be like these crackheads are ruining our neighborhoods blah 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 and then to watch it now i don't get mad at people because they have the sober hindsight of now to be like no this thing it was horrible it aided mass incarceration it treated black people that were drug addicts like they were fucking criminals like they were drug dealers like you know like they were less than human but the thing is i want to know about that so i can connect it to the day like what's the newest thing you know what i'm saying like what are we looking at now when we talk about mass incarceration uh what what might be some of the pitfalls in van jones's uh mass incarceration bill and stuff like that these kind of connections come from learning that shit you know it comes from you know going on these trips and so this one sign being taken down is is obviously a good thing but my question becomes what's the sign that goes up to replace it right like because now let's talk about the truth now now that we've gotten the lie out of the room let's let's give these kids some truth let's talk about the horrible conditions of slavery even on your plantation that that you opened up to the public probably and let like as some sort of you know because to them they're like i let people come to my plantation to show them the history of of just plantation south they don't think the history of slavery tell me about the slaves that escaped what happened during the civil war tell me about post-civil war with them tell me about you know um where are the where did those slaves and their families go what are their lives like did they become your sharecroppers did they leave did they go to chicago like these type of things you know and that's that's the question that i always come up with it's not just taking the sign down it's not just taking down a confederate flag or a civil war monument to to the the south what goes up and that's the thing i think we haven't gotten to yet everybody's so convinced that we can just take down this history and we've done our job and i'm like that's not the point and i love the end of this article because um uh the person they interviewed about it says i'm not saying we should get rid of these things but they need to be put in the proper historical context we do ourselves no favors by pretending that this thing didn't exist when it did that's the part that i that i'm about yeah and and sometimes i feel as though i guess because i'm not gonna say you quote unquote being in a fight but because you're more willing to and have learned you have more history with accepting a lot of things than i have Mm -hmm. um and so i don't want to say you're quote unquote on the other side because things do bother you and they make you angry um but i know for me i'm quicker to get angry Mm -hmm. um because so i haven't made it to the other side but the thing is you got to make it to the other side because once you get to the other side you can view things out of the lens of anger yes they you won't not, not that you won't get mad you won't get upset and all that stuff but you 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 you'll look at it from a different perspective and you also go well what can we do and also you realize the same conclusion that most black leaders did years ago you can't make a change because of the structure of white supremacy in the way this country is you can't make any significant changes in this country without white people period right. so you've got to reach across that aisle and so i understand these attica attica these fuck all white i understand how they got there mm-hmm. 
but the way this country functions the reality of it you cannot do it alone whiteness has got to help you in some way shape form or fashion and whiteness can't help you with white supremacy so these white people have got to be taught they got to learn they got to you know somebody has got to go through the process of um getting them to the point where they have a full understanding and the thing is once they're taught they need to go teach others and the thing is like we talked about before everybody wants to you have white people out here doing the work and doing these things that people claim and then people want to criticize them about doing the work you can't have it both ways you can't be like white people teach yourself and then white people why the fuck are you teaching yourselves you know Mm -hmm. you you can't have it both ways i i enjoy the fact that once a white person understands they're like oh i'm not here for the bullshit they call they call other people out that they're willing to take the hit in whiteness there's a resentment that we will always have for white people that um will be at, at some time well probably the vast majority of the time it'll be non-constructive and not productive correct but that's just part of the game now mm-hmm. like we are owed that you know and this i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's fair i'm not even saying it's really uh for the most part it's not very expedient and it's not very um it it yeah it just isn't it's like if i was teaching a class it's not the best way to teach a class Mm -mm. and that's why you had to separate that out of the situation because i think there's we Mm -hmm. have to have that we have to have places where we can be angry and we can vent and we can rage and we also have to have points where there's work to educate and to move people that we can somehow separate that out for the time being because the humanity of people is still kind of universal it doesn't really matter if you're white black or whatever Mm -mm. the humanity of a person the hubris of a person is about the same so if i come in and start yelling at you most people are going to get defensive and walk the fuck away it doesn't matter if they're white or black no like a lot of uh what i've noticed with social media activism and online activism it assumes some level of like altruistic tolerance from white people that has never been there and i don't know why anyone would assume that it could be um where it's like i'm gonna yell at this white person into doing what i want them to do and then we, and then we see that cycle not work over and over and over again yes, we have and so then you have to look at the whole situation i'm like oh you're just yelling because you're already upset yep you're, you're not at the point where this is about educating anyone you you expect to be blocked or muted or unfollowed or or whatever the fuck and then when the white person plays victim because they kind of have been made the victim in this point we then we all mock the victim and it's the same cycle over and over but it's really about venting anger more than anything else right Mm -hmm. so that's not necessarily constructive you look at most black leaders that um have decided to try to better things in real life they can't do that all the time Mm -hmm. like they may have an angry speech or two but it's not just i spend the whole world day i spend my whole day yelling at white people and chastising them right Mm -hmm. um because we still want to educate them um but then there's this other part of it too that is um when you brought up being angry um a lot of this stuff is just like anything else like i, I, I still get angry at shit all the time mm-hmm. um shit when that um is to me i get angry at stuff more in the present than in the past mm-hmm. so like something horrible that happened in the past i mean it's, it happened it may be a horrible injustice but it's nothing i can do about it now correct and there's and there's also things that are like of the time right mm-hmm. right excuse me that doesn't make them less egregious but it's of the time um but like i remember when that lady i mean up the street old black woman couldn't use the bathroom had to urinate in the mm-hmm. i mean that made me so angry i cried like i like because there's an impotence in it and then just a uh, 
fundamental lack of humanity and understanding of us and then a fundamental lack of uh change and progress now of course it's anecdotal but that's a very simple thing that's very simple math you know and i and i don't care i can't help but think if that was some white woman old white woman like can i use your bat restroom and and they would just let her do it but in the black part of town y'all think what it's a a secret 97 year old grandma robbery crime spree going on no it's just your inhumanity your lack of seeing us as people so like i get mad all the time but there's phases to this shit and so uh it's one of the reasons when kaepernick took a knee and then they started asking his political opinion you know i i laughed a little and i kind of chuckled because he sounds to me like every like freshman college black kid that starts reading about racism and slavery mm-hmm. and then you get super fucking militant and all the fuck the entire system fuck all the presidents mm-hmm. fuck politicians fuck everything yeah, you can't be on a hundred forever but yes yeah no i'm not saying hotel i'm not saying hotel trey i think that's a little different but you know you get that like 101 level of like i'm mad it's like now what you gonna do with it i don't know i'm mad right like what <laughs> okay so, so what's next for you and i think a lot of people are there like mm-hmm. you know we all have that in us but also like some people get stuck there obviously correct and but it's still a phase of the thing it's a phase of the learning like it's the part it's the ripping the band-aid off that people say they don't want to do for black kids i don't want my kid to know about this shit because they're gonna be mad but i just went through that a lot earlier than most people i'm not correct it's not that i'm like oh i'm so much more mature and i just know how to process no i i was at 13 being like fuck all white people i'm gonna join the nation of islam me and my friend damien his brother was in the nation oh you a full pledge i was like these white devils and all this shit i remember that at 13 like listen to public enemy and fucking x clan and all this shit i was convinced that fucking like you know all white people was just the evil yakubian blah blah blahs and i was good you know and the pure righteous black man like you like that's just a part of the process i think Mm -hmm. and the later you do it in life the more it happens you know um but it's just what are you gonna do are you gonna educate yourself are you gonna learn are you just gonna be mad and that's it because to me it was a great relief in my life to know that these feelings weren't coming from nowhere right and uh it's why get out resonated with so many black people because get out is about a vibe it's about a feeling these white people want to take our bodies they want to like i can't trust these white people they're smiling in my face i don't like why do i feel a distrust and then you find this big vast historical conspiracy of them you know essentially using our bodies and minds and labor and all this stuff and not respecting us at all so so there's that level of paranoia that all black people live with and it resonated with so many of us you know and i think that's kind of uh life for black people in america is as this paranoia that i want to tell black people i'm glad we can use this platform to do it but to be like hey pick up some books watch a couple documentaries read up on some shit you will actually at first you're gonna be mad and shocked and yes, you're gonna you be are. sad you're gonna you're gonna go through all the feelings mm-hmm. but at the end of that tunnel i do feel like there is some relief because there's a um uh reassuring that you're not crazy you're not just somebody who thinks i feel awkward in these situations i have anxiety this is founded in things that have happened this is truth 
and now you have some so yeah that's how i feel about it and also for me i think that like i said i'm not there yet but now i can actually speak about things calmer Mm-hmm. you know more level-headed mm-hmm. yeah those feelings are going to be there but everything ain't rage everything yeah. ain't ah oh, you just i just want to tear everything up and the other thing is you learn and this is the and this is the biggest probably conceit of it all and this is probably the most like of all the things that i couldn't get upset about this is probably the most upsetting is that we just don't learn about our heroes because of this we learn Agreed. about like a handful of them that have been pre-selected as the acceptable black people yeah the acceptable negro list martin luther king uh rosa parks who's nah. actually the second uh you know like there was yeah. another black woman who was pregnant and dark skin and um sad the same situation happened to her and did not go as far um you know we learn more about certain people harriet tubman so mm-hmm. these are not knocking these people harriet mm-hmm. tubman is still my fave but my point being like there's a list of just oh charles drew you can learn about him and then there's like people that did shit like started slave rebellions you know then there's people that you know were politicians uh in the south um for the eight years of reconstruction you know then there's you know there's just this bunch of just a litany of people every day i learn about some black person that was robbed from history from me right you know that no one in any classroom ever thought about teaching me about and that's the part that still makes me mad but in general like it's because we've been robbed of the resistance to this white supremacy and that is as much what the purpose of not hurting those white kids feelings is that's also the purpose of not teaching us about slavery is because then we as black kids will learn oh so part of the lazy slave narrative comes from the fact that slaves don't want to do this work come on and and that was resistance to white people what's lazier than having a slave how you a hard-working farmer and i'm doing all the work so you know um the way that white women were complicit in it the way that um you know the laws that changed that made that made black a thing like like black was not a thing for a while you just came over to america and you were it's, it's so fucked up what happened to northrum um when he said that when he was like you know it's uh indentured servants came to america and everybody was like no it was slaves but it really wasn't at first it was indentured servants now i'm not really trying to correct the blackface guy like i'm not trying to help him out Mm -mm. so i just let it slide on the show but he's right that's what happened and then at one point these motherfuckers absconded and said i don't feel like filling out my contract it was white and black people that left Mm -hmm. and the law said um we need to find these motherfuckers so what we'll do we'll incentivize the white people to come back so we'll say hey as a white person you won't get in as much trouble but that black motherfucker is in trouble okay so then all of a sudden guess what happens i now am enlisted in helping you find this person now black is a thing you see what i'm saying and that's something that people don't even know because it's not taught to us right and then when you take when you think about it it was white people that actually worked the fields too but they got fucking paid and that's yeah. something else they don't talk about white people servitude it, like it was not the same Mm-mm. for white people but it didn't start out different is my point right it was the same at first mm-hmm. something happened and then it's not the same the same thing with um the one drop rule and why black babies that are fathered by white men are considered black now right that it was not always the case mm-hmm. it was a time where a white man's rights were so strong whoever he sired 
was supposed to inherit his whiteness right because how you gonna tell me as a white man my fucking child is invaluable and then they have a then they basically had a a court case that was like no mm -mm, mm -mm. black is black that like a a drop that motherfucker black don't fuck no black women that have babies with them we ain't giving them no rights you can't free them their their progeny will always be black like it now fathers the follows the mother in this situation not the father right that was not always the case but these are things that they just don't teach us so man we talked that was a long long tangent I, that was not what i planned on doing when i brought up that story duh uh zero to 100 for that sign oh 100 for that for that fucking sign yeah i guess i'm gonna say 75 because they took the sign down but uh put something else up man yeah, put the truth up because it was up there for so long yeah oh no 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 this is not me disagreeing okay i'm giving it my 75 because they took it down you nah 100 this is not a debate uh so i feel 75 fuck with 1.5 million slavery era documents will be digitized helping african americans to learn about their lost ancestors open culture wonderful yep uh freedmen's bureau project a new initiative spearheaded by the smithsonian the national archives and the Africa, afro-american historical genealogical society and the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints will be made will make available online 1.5 million historical documents finally allowing descendants of former african american slaves to learn more about their family roots near the end of the u.s civil war the freedmen's bureau was created to help newly free slaves find their footing in postbellum america the bureau opened schools to educate the literate the illiterate i'm sorry manage hospitals ration food and clothing for the destitute and even solemnized marriages and along the way the bureau gathered handwritten records on roughly four million african-americans now these documents are being digitized with the help of volunteers by the end of 2016 they will be made available in the searchable database at discoveredfreedman.org wait the end of 2016 so this oh i didn't even know this oh mm-hmm. yeah it is oh okay cool i just wanted to share it on my facebook so yeah go to discoverfreeman.org speaking of uh preserving our history someone has said it in the chat room so boom uh and that one leaves me zero fucked with oh zero and you know what this will also give people a chance you know start a lot of people uh hopefully will start asking like their uncles and their aunts and their great uncles and their great uncles like names and shit like that you're gonna people gonna fuck around and find their family members names on somebody in some of these charts like that's a lot of the groves so somebody is gonna be able to trace back their family tree further than they ever could before yeah you can put your you can search for an ancestor first and last name on here on discover your roots Ooh. yep so um all right uh you know what we've talked so long at this point i'm not gonna play any other games i'm just gonna get out of here we'll be back later in the week i enjoy talking with you and i always enjoy talking with you um uh, we will do some sore ratchetness though family dollar clerk pulls gun on men armed with swords oh shit first of all they were bucking first of all apparently the family dollar clerks are ready for all the smoke all of it in the city (laughs) god damn it was like oh work family dollar was ready 
like it was like bitch this ain't no family tree clank clank boy you think this a Publix? okay my life is on the line every time i step in live at five two men are accused of walking into a family dollar armed with swords they were gonna try to rob the place but not before they were confronted by a clerk with a gun. Jamise Price back at the store today hearing from a woman inside when this all went down, Jamise. Yeah, Jonathan, a store manager said it all sounds bizarre when you think back on it, but in that moment, it was scary. She told me the store has been hit 13 times since October, and that's Ooh. why she believes her co-worker decided to carry a gun. Oh, they're twins. Oh, okay. You got it was back to business for okay. Precious Spencer just days after this family dollar on Bessemer Road was robbed by two men armed with swords. They pulled it out of the head. One had a short one and one had a long one. Precious, who had only been on the job for two days, was in the store with two more managers when it happened. She said one of those managers spotted the two men and took action. So he got to the end of the aisle and he had his gun in his hand and he was like, they're robbing us, they're robbing us, they're robbing us. So he holding his gun. So he was like, well, when they seen me take my gun out, then they ran, but they came in here with swords. I was like, with swords? So it kind of throwed us for a loop because nobody never really got robbed with swords. So I don't know they're going to chop our heads off and get the stuff, but I How much do you have to get robbed? For you to be like, now this one threw me for a loop because we never, it never would have saw it. So I was, I guess, I guess the thirteenth, the fourteenth time, I said, oh okay, well you know yeah, what, that man just got tired. Look, I'm tired of coming up short on my resume. Bet you happened on day shift too. Right, you robbed us so much, you get a free sub. Like, <laughs> how many times y'all gonna be robbing us, man? It's getting ridiculous. Uh, also, I had to put this on screen so y'all can see this this black dude that's behind Precious. That clearly is one of those people that's happy the news is there so they can get on camera um uh, this always cracks me up when you're robbing us so he holding his gun so he was like well when they seen me <laughs> take my gun out then they ran but they came in here with swords i was like with swords so it kind of throwed us for a loop because nobody never really got robbed with swords so, i don't know they're gonna chop our heads off and get the stuff but i don't get it precious said associates aren't allowed to carry guns on the job you're supposed to have that here you're supposed to have that here and i was like i'm like oh i like well he's like they rob us too much that's why i got my gun so i understand <laughs> why he feel the way he feel you know what i'm saying trying to secure yourself and protect who here because he was like precious if i went here ain't no telling what they would have done to y'all this clerk did what they felt they had to do at that particular time uh luckily no one was injured but make no mistake birmingham police want these men off the streets even though this may seem funny to some we still consider these guys as dangerous but these guys could easily escalate to using any other type of weapon firearms that manager told me they are planning to get an armed security guard. Now, if you have any information, contact Birmingham Police at 254-1753. You can always call Crime Stoppers. In the studio, Jamise Price, WBRC, Fox 6 News, on your side. Thanks. I don't know if they find somebody said that they fire him. I don't think, I don't know if they did or not. They may have had to because it's like you, you, they broke the policy. But they're like, well, goddamn, 13 times? That is normally how you get fired, though. Yeah. Man, I can't lie. I mean, like I'm security. You should have been. Why do I got to be the one to lose my job? So it's for the greater good of y'all finally investing the money into armed security. Right. Should have been had it. I was Correct. Like, uh, I'm finna kill you. I'm finna kill you. And now you bleeding. They play gay, They play gay, When I shoot you in your neck. 
yep. it was like i don't know about y'all but i plan on going home tonight i lose my job over this shit right i, I lost my job but i kept my life i know that much come on all right y'all that's it we'll be back later on in the weekend y'all don't hurt nobody out there okay please you, don't be having the family dollars treat them nice all right <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later until then i love you all right uh i forgot hold up before i say that um no this too much this afternoon it's actually gonna be tomorrow morning at 10 okay because boss is gonna see us and i literally have forgot about we said sunday afternoon so we'll do it tomorrow morning at 10 so all right until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.